Okay. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Eric Andrews Lang Show. I'm your guy, Eric. Uh, happy Christmas Eve. Very exciting day uh, for those of you that celebrate Christmas. For those of you that don't, happy other holiday. I'm sorry that Christmas is just prevalent. I saw something the other day that was like um, uh, Home Alone, and they went through the decor of the house, and it was like it it was like each every little detail had Christmas things in it. But anyway, um, I don't know. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. Spend time with your family. Maybe play a little golf. Um, I excitingly am going to be in uh, Florida where my uh, my first golf experience took place in my entire life. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about that. And then I wanted to go into the uh, Viaje de Mexico, which I think means trip to Mexico. It might also mean flight. I don't know. Valar, I think, is flying. It, honestly, my favorite part about Mexico, in, in some ways, was was being able to speak the language. And Colt and I were musing that a great superpower would be to be able to speak every language. So I, I think, you know, we're going to, um, uh, whatever the next trip we go to, I've, I've been wanting to go to South Korea for a long time. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, when I go, I really want to get that language down because it, it's fun. It makes it really fun. Um, so anyway, uh, first golf experience in my life was in Sanibel Island, which is a small island. Uh, it's, it's off the coast of Fort Myers in Florida. And my family's been going there for like 30 years. That's like my grandfather, uh, who had a hand in, uh, starting that little magazine called highlights, you know, fun with a purpose, which I kind of identify with as sort of an engineering, uh, factor to kind of what, what we do, you know, I think a lot of times when we go into making a video, we try to create an opportunity to like, like, I guess, learn something, you know, cause, cause usually what fascinates me is learning. Um, and, and so within golf, it's been great. You know, you probably, uh, heard the podcast last week with Andy Johnson from the fried egg. I mean, that's my favorite thing is to just like, is to just talk to people who know more about something than I do and just, and just listen, you know? Um, we've even been making like a concerted effort in the work that we do to just, you know, it, it, it's like I'm interested. And so how can we develop that further and, and create more of a, at least on my YouTube channel, you know, I mean, adventures in golf has always been a little bit about learning, but the format's a little short. So, so that was a big part of going to Mexico was, um, creating like as many episodes as possible about looking at the golf landscape down there and just how different it is. And and the truth is I went in proudly not knowing very much and I'm excited to have come away with some pretty um, profound, um, you know, uh, points, I guess, some, some pretty profound, uh, not realizations, but just, just observations, I guess, of, of what's going on there. And, and I'm really excited to cut all of that together into, I think we're going to be able to make it into like something like five to eight, like real 20 minute episodes of, of stories down there. Um, so many widespread people. So anyway, that's now, uh, that's, that's like what's going on now, but, and as well, what's going on now is my first round of golf ever. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm going to, I'm going to do a lot of filming down there in Sanibel Island. So it's this like, it's this like family island with no proudly, no stop sign, uh, no stop lights. I think there might be a blinking red. Actually, I don't think they have any traffic lights. I think they've really made a, uh, real effort to have, uh, you know, just stop signs. And there's like a traffic, uh, traffic, what do they call them? Like a, like a human 
traffic signal, traffic director. I don't know. Um, but anyway, they got those and it's a sleepy little Island. A lot of, a lot of, um, you know, condos, timeshare kind of thing. And I grew up going there. Like, I think my first trip there, I was like eight years old. And my mom who has, uh, four siblings, uh, three sisters and a brother, and they all have, uh, between, uh, I think between, uh, two and, uh, four kids. So of all of us, I think there's like 18 grandkids. I'm almost the youngest. There's like, I think one or two younger than maybe three younger than me. Um, anyway, we would all meet down there every year and, you know, I mean, it was a, a huge part of my childhood and there's a little golf course there called the dunes. And because of where we stay at this little, um, condo, we, we got free golf at the dunes, but that wasn't really what, uh, you know, got me to play golf. My, I think I've probably said this before, but my brother, who's 10 years older than me and, uh, hang on, I gotta get a coffee. Hang on. Yeah, I got a little bit of that coffee left, you know. I just went, hang on, I'm going to take a sip. Man, how good is coffee, you know? Even bad coffee is good. That's, that's the, well, no, that's not entirely true. Bad coffee can be really bad. I guess it depends on where you're at in the day, right? A bad coffee can be good if you really need it. A good coffee can be great if you need it. Um, uh, so, someone said, my favorite cup of coffee is the one in bed. And I was like, damn, that is fucking smart. Um, so, Sanibel, the dunes, uh... So my brother, right, my brother, he uh, he had been asking me to play golf for, you know, essentially my whole life, and I never really uh, wanted to, because, you know, the truth is, if we were sitting together, if, if you were sitting with my brother and I, you would probably, maybe not say it, but you would wonder if we were actually biologically uh, tethered. <laughs> we seem very different, like, we, we couldn't be more opposite, um, although we do share DNA, apparently, uh, tests reveal that that is the case. Um, but you know, so my brother and I, like we just weren't, we, we weren't really that close. Like we are so far apart in age that by the time he was leaving to go to college, I was in like fifth grade or fourth grade, you know, and he was obviously, um, you know, an older brother, a mentor, a teacher, but at the same time, he was almost like a babysitter. He was, he was like a, a family friend, you know, um, just, we were so far apart. We were just interested in such different things. Um, you know, but then he got into golf. My family wasn't really into golf as a, as a whole. Uh, I think my dad had played it a little bit as a kid in North Dakota and, you know, my mom's family wasn't really into it. You know, we, we weren't not to, not to really drill. I don't want to support the stereotype that golf is a country club sport, but the truth is at that time, you know, um, we didn't play golf. You know, we, we weren't, there was like a, there was three swimming pools in the town I grew up in and two of them were public and one of them was like a private lake. And uh, we weren't part of the family that went to the private lake. I, I had a lot of friends that went there, but we just went to the public swimming pool. Um, we were really just just a super normal middle class family, even though, um, you know, apparently uh, four out of the five of us all have um, higher education. My dad's physics, my mom's an MD, my sister has a master's in education, my brother has a law degree. And I uh, graduated from uh, rehab at 17 and uh, got my GED, which is exciting. So not not much uh, traditional education, but uh, but anyway. So so even though we weren't like a golf family, I was even further removed. So so my brother, the story that I've heard is that, and I'll and I'll get my brother on the pod to talk about this, and, and we'll do a little video down in Florida. But he found clubs at a garage sale. 
and was curious. And you know, I mean, it's, you think about this and you're just like, this is like the origin story of, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, like he, <laughs> he finds this glowing leather, you know, 70s, you know, probably pleather, uh, vinyl, golf bag, dusty, I'm sure, with some blades with cracked grips. And um, and just kind of got curious into it and began uh, pra- uh, playing golf at a course um, in New Jersey uh, named Pinchbrook, which I actually need to go. I've never even seen the property, uh, but I believe Pinchbrook is a it's either a nine hole or an 18, but I'm pretty sure it's an executive, whatever it is. And it's out there uh, near Florham Park, kind of where kind of not that far from where I grew up. And, and my brother got into golf and he started. I think he was cleaning the bathrooms there or whatever, or maybe caddying. It doesn't seem like they would have caddies looking back on it. But anyway, he, he got a job there and became d- deeply uh, in love with the game uh, in his late teens. And throughout the next, I guess, um, maybe 20 years, he tried to get me to play golf. Um, and maybe something like that. And I always said no. I didn't think it was my game. I, 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 didn't, I saw my brother and I as opposites, as different. And, uh, I just didn't, I didn't take his offer up and he, and he kept offering, kept offering. And then finally, after these dozens of years go by, uh, I'm 30, I believe the year is 2011, maybe 2012. I I can't, I'm bad with knowing years. Everyone's like, oh yeah, that was back in 96. I'm like, how do you know the year? The only year I can remember is my year of birth, 81 and the year the Mets won 86. Um, obviously Gary Carter, come on. I mean, Daryl Strawberry, Doc Doc Gooden, uh, so many great players on that team. That's my favorite baseball team. Um, I'll go see the Dodgers, you know, because they're local. But anyway, um, the year uh, the year was, you know, it, it was it was the year the Tiger had the scandal. And I actually think I'm guilty of admitting that. I think partly my my uh, decision to take my brother up, my brother and my father up on the offer to go play golf on that one fateful Saturday, was partly was partly inspired by this sort of like realization that, well, not every golfer is perfect, right? So even though I know if you've been a longtime podcast listener, you heard me and Craig T. Nelson talk about my feelings towards Tiger as an ethical role model and, and Craig basically, you know, uh, it, great debater he is, basically taught me that, that, well, my opinion may not be true and that I need to just drop all that. So the irony is the Tiger probably is a large part of what got me into golf in the first place um, back then. And so, you know, we're sitting, we're sitting in this little condo and my brother says, Hey, Eric, me and dad are going to go play golf. Do you want to join? Uh, and I I think at this point he was about to give up. Like this was sort of his last gasp attempt at getting his little punk ass brother to join him to play golf. But you know, God love him for fucking trying, you know? Um, who knows if maybe if he didn't offer that one time, it just never would have happened. And I would be, Gosh, who knows where I'd be? I don't know. I just don't know. It's so weird. And, um, you know, it's crazy to think about, you know, where, where, what, what would be happening? That, that sliding doors. Did you ever see that movie with, um, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and somebody else, some other dude, some handsome dude with great hair, great smile, perfect teeth, blue eyes, probably. Yeah, sliding doors. It's like, it's like, it's like those little moments that really construct in a large way the, uh, the, the cement of our lives that we think is just on a track, but in some sense, it's like a feather, uh, you know, blowing through a volcano. I don't know. That was weird. Maybe. Sounds kind of morbid. Um, <laughs> sorry. 
happy Christmas. <laughs> um, but uh, so he says, you know, you want to go play golf? And I said, no, flat out, no. And, and it was like the answer I always gave. You know, I was just like, no, thanks. But, you know, thanks. And um, and then I was like, wait a minute. Why am I saying no to this? Like, I'm a yes man. Like, like I, I'll do anything. I really, I really have always been that way of just like, yeah, let's bring it on. The randomness, the hang out with anybody, the talk to anybody, the go anywhere. Um, no, don't need a plan kind of lifestyle. And the no, like, echoed in my head. Like, like I was old enough to realize that the no, that the no wasn't like me. You know, I learned enough about myself and about the way I like to live. I was ten years sober at the time. Um, you know, and, uh, and I said, no. And then, and then I just like had like an out of body experience, kind of like in Donnie Darko, you know, when, when he sees his own like future with the little, the little, like, uh, like the, like the, like the tube that comes out of his stomach that fought, that takes him into the living room and the whatever. Um, so I just thought about it and I was like, why am I saying no to this? I've never tried it. And so I said, yes. He said, you know what? Oh, fuck it. I'll go. And, you know, we got we got all dressed up. I put on the khakis and the belt and the collared shirt. And we went out there. And um, so the Dunes is really, you know, it, it's, it was almost an unfair depiction of what golf was is in some ways. Um, the Dunes, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's a public course. Um, I mean, it is a public course, but it's kind of this public course with a country club aspect. Um, and... Uh, you know, it, it's got water on every hole, every hole. Some to, some holes have water right and left. Um, most holes have water on the right. The course runs clockwise and there's water in the middle. So, you know, obviously like most golfers that start out, I'm, I'm working with a pretty nasty slice. Um, but it wasn't about that. It, it was about it, you know, I don't know if I'll ever know what that first round was about, you know, and I wonder about you guys, like, like, what was your first round like, you know, um, in some ways, I feel lucky that I was old enough to actually be able to register the experience on my like ticker tape of uh, memories and realities. I wish I could just go back there. I have a photo actually of myself on the first tee. Um, remember, you know, and, and, and I kind of did this silly thing where I like pointed into the into the grandstands like Babe Ruth, but, um, you know, it was a golf club. Um, but, but yeah, I don't remember much, right? I remember, I remember the club. It was a big birth of three wood with a, uh, golf pride, uh, tour wrap in black. And I remember that I hit that first shot on that first tee. It, it hit the center of the club. My first, my first time. I mean, I was into baseball, so, you know, baseball, rotary, rotary sport, throwing and, and hitting. Um, but then, but then, yeah, that, that ball hit the center of the club face and went, went really high and, um, and, uh, just, just sort of kept, kept fading and fading and fading. And then it be, sort of began to slice and then just went in the water. And in some ways that, you know, what a great first golf shot, right? Is, is it was the good shot, bad result kind of thing. Like it wasn't a bad bounce. It I didn't know what I was doing, but it, but it had the, it was kind of one of those things where it's like the sensation of a good shot, but the reality of a bad shot. I was obviously not, uh, you know, um, trained at all so that I, you know, now I think, you know, when we, we, we who spend our lives playing the game, we can basically blindfolded know where a ball's going, which is fucking amazing by the way. Like it's so crazy that a sensation of 
vibration can can signal to your mind where it's where it is. Uh, you know, the fr- the freedom of the golf swing can literally tell us where it's going. Um, but but yeah, that was my first shot. It was a was a nice, well struck ball that went straight in the water. And and that was it, pretty much. That that was the hook. That was that was me getting uh, reeled into the world of golf immediately. The the incredible difficulty, the incredible pleasure of the of the feeling of golf in your hands, um, in your eyes, right, blowing blowing through you like this humid Florida air. So humid down there, you know. And that wind, you know, affecting the ball and. And I remember it was this first round that I learned about the difference between golf balls, right? Because I think my brother was, after I did that, I don't think he was reticent to drop the, another sleeve of Pro V's on me. And I was like, what's the difference? Why are, why are some balls nicer and some balls not so nice? And I learned all about the balls and, and just how they're different. I mean, because, you know, you, you go back into this world of, you know, we, we all take for granted that we know so much about golf, that we know the difference. What the fuck is the difference between a Pro V1 and a Pro V1X? I'm sorry, what's the difference between a Vice Pro and a Vice Pro Plus? Holla! Any Vice fans out there? Let's get some Vice balls. All right, tick that box. Um, <laughs> it's crazy to think about. Like, here we're going back to day one, and now here we are. I'm literally, literally... It just blows my mind that a golf company said, Eric, we would like you to have a part in selling our product. Uh, that's wild. That's so wild, you know? And it's all based on adventures in golf and kind of and kind of what, what was for me an authentic uh, experience of storytelling. You know? I wasn't I wasn't in it. I wasn't, you know, I, I don't think you've heard me say season one of Adventures in Golf, I lost a lot of money. Um, but what I gained was a, was a real product. So if you're out there and you know, I've been, I've been reading the emails and the DMS, but I've been a little, a little choked up back there cause it's, it's getting, I just don't have the time really to go through it, but I'm, I really do try. And I get a lot of the messages that I find, you know, it's tough, right? People are saying, I want to get into the golf business. I want to do, you know, what you do. I want to do this and that. I want to, I want to do that. That I just don't know. I do not know how to do it. Um, the, the, I know what, for me, what I did was I just did what I was interested in and I took every opportunity and I tried to say yes to them all. And ultimately then, you know, and, and I, and I didn't, and, and I think it's not that I, I really don't have a good ability to see far ahead. Like, like, you know, we, I partnered up with this, with this fucking awesome dude, Evan, and we've been working together, uh, on like business. Apparently it's called biz dev, which stands for business development. And, and it's basically like at, we, when me and Evan talk, he's like, he's like seeing years into the future and I'm just trying to see into like the next day and like how we're going to land this video and how we're going to like tell that story. And like, you know, I got to write this post on Instagram and I'm going to try to, you know, not bore people with it, you know, but, but, but the idea that, you know, I, I couldn't see that far ahead. No, no, no one could. Um, but it's funny to look back and be like, Whoa, dude, we've been hiking for years and like, we've come a long way. That's a crazy feeling. So it's cool at this time of year, you know, uh, at the end of the year, everyone's going on Instagram and reflecting on their year and everyone's going through, um, going through their lives and kind of reflecting on the year. I mean, this has been a nutty year, man. I hit a shot on 16 at Scottsdale, hit the fucking green. Hoffman gave me the read. I almost sank the putt for a two. Shivering, shivering. I probably pissed my pants, but I, you know, but I was so scared I couldn't even piss. Came home from that. Ashley Mayo hits me up and says, come to the Masters. Went to the Masters. 
put myself, put my ticket in the lottery, played Augusta. What the fuck? What the fuck? I mean, guys, like, it's crazy. And I can't, you know, it's like, I don't know how it happened. There's, there's no trickery. There's no rigging. There's no ropes. There's no, it's not trick photography. It's just, it's just like, literally, I can't explain it. I go back to that first year of Adventures in Golf where it was just like, I literally just like put one foot in front of the other. What did the best goddamn job I could tried. I mean, we, we spent eight days shooting episode one of adventures in golf in St. Andrews. We had no idea what we were doing. We came up with that whole, like, hi, I'm Eric with the, with the steady cam, like on the flip. Like we didn't, we just were like, let's try this. And it looked cool. And then that was it. And then I, you know, I think I, I did, we shot that episode with a friend of mine who is a red carpet photographer and a philosophy major based in St. Andrews. It was just the three of us. We had no idea what we were doing. I didn't know how to host a show. They didn't know how to shoot one. But we came out of it, and we did. I mean, it's just so bizarre, you know? And, um, you know, and now we're looking here at the back of 2018, you know, just looking back over all the train cars of the year, the 12 cars, each with 30 seats in it. It's crazy, each one. Each one, right? We just got back from Mexico, man. Treated, like, so warmly by the, by the, uh, by the golf, um, you know, uh, industry down there, you know, the architects, the course, uh, the, 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 the course superintendents, the caddies, the players. I mean, it was just such a wonderful experience to be, to be welcomed, right? Because I'm used to feeling out of place, right? In, in most of my life, as far as just high school and, and grade school and, and, um, you know, even rehab, <laughs> even rehab, I didn't fit in. But, uh, but so it's interesting to, to walk into a place and, you know, be be my 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 go-to is like uh, I don't really this is not really my spot I don't know like and it's funny because now people are like oh yeah welcome you know it's good to it's good to have you we like we like what you do we like uh we like uh you know we think you're good for golf what the fuck I me no dude no I no I'm just I'm just curious as hell I just want to find out what's going on with this game and, um, so anyway, the dunes, that's, that's a really exciting, exciting moment for me because I went there last year and, you know, this is, the, this is the year, right? Like last year was different. Um, last year was not a big deal. I went there and played and whatever, no big deal. I brought snowball, snuck him in cause we weren't allowed to have dogs at the resort. But yeah, this year it's been, we, we, we've done some shit, you know, we've done some shit. The funny thing about Augusta is if you haven't listened to those podcasts, check those out, but um, but I, I kind of detailed it all, but you know, I, the, the highlight there is going back to my brother is, um, yeah, I, I think very early on first couple months, um, as, as we, you know, our, our brotherhood, our relationship, uh, exploded, uh, in, in a, in a wonderful way where, where we became close, like we never had, uh, and golf was the, you know, um, the link, the thread, the, uh, the, uh, the, um, the link links. Oh, geez. Maddie Janela, Link Souls. You know, golf golf really developed that bond uh, between he and I. And I know a lot of you have had that same experience. I've, I've read messages, you know, about that. And and yeah, I mean, golf is just a reason to spend time uh, doing something. You know, whether it's whether it's being outside, whether it's focusing on improvement, uh, dealing with frustration, or developing a relationship with uh, you know a friend, a family member, a stranger. I remember strangers I've played with, a handful, right? You may have paired up, random golf club, y'all. 
I love the Random Golf Club. That's like, uh, thank you guys for supporting the merch, by the way. That's super inspiring. We sold a lot of it. Uh, I'm really excited to continue uh, making more stuff. It seems like the Random Golf Club uh, visor and hat was the winner, which I was really excited to see because that's something I believe in. The Random Golf Club means the most to me out of all that stuff because, because the Random Golf Club is the reason why I'm playing golf, right? Um, it's the, it's the reason why all things happen. I believe all things happen right behind that strange six letter word random. I need to actually look up the etymology of random while we're here. Um, hang on, let me look this up. Let's see. All right. Random etymology. It's Germanic. Uh, wait, old French randir, which means gallop, I guess. Oh, interesting. Old French randon, great speed. Random, impetuous, headlong, rush. That's fucking interesting. In the sense, impetuous, headlong, rush from Old French, randon, great speed from Randir Gallop. That's very strange. Um, that's interesting. Made, done, happening, or chosen without method or conscious decision. A random sample of 100 households. Synonyms, unsystematic, unmethodical, <laughs> okay. Arbitrary, unplanned, undirected, casual, indiscriminate, nonspecific, haphazard, stray, erratic. More chance, accidental, random spot checks. Governed by or involving equal chances for each item. Uh, masonry uh, with stones of irregular size and shape. Mm, I like that one. Uh, informal or derogatory. Ooh, interesting. Unfamiliar or unspecified. Are you going to take some random guy uh, on Twitter's word? Interesting. Informal, odd, unusual, or unexpected. The class was hard, but he was so random that it was always fun. Noun, random, plural noun, randoms. <laughs> uh, unknown, unspecified, or odd person. I just sat down by myself and talked to some randoms. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, it's all random. Okay, so... Um, I, to be honest, I paused the recorder and then it died. And then I spent about 20 minutes looking for a solution that didn't involve going out to buy more batteries because I'm out of batteries. And I found one. I plugged a little cable into this bad boy and then I plugged it into another battery that's the size of, I don't know, probably a kidney. One of these little rechargeable uh, battery things that I love so much. Save your life. Um, anyway, yeah. So we're going to go down to Florida. Um, you know, check it out, play some golf with the brother and the father. Uh, my mom will probably play. Some cousins will get down into it and just have a really good old time. Take a bit of a, a time off, you know, not not do any work, which will be weird. Um, you know, as you know, today's my favorite day, Monday, but it's Christmas Eve, so it's a holiday, so it's confusing. Um, but, you know, whatever. Um, Okay, let's hit a couple ads really quick, and then we'll get into uh, some of some of Mexico and what on earth happened in that wonderful, wonderful country that I'm just so excited to share with y'all. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. All right, all day. Yeah, whoa, can't read. I can't read, everybody. All right, everybody. The holidays are always a great time to literally boost your footwear game. 
you know I love the boost. The boost, by the way, can we do we even know what boost is? Boost like came from NASA. Google it. Prove me wrong. Tell me that there's something better than Boost, and I will literally block you. No, but there is nothing better than Boost. Like, Boost is the jam. Anyway, for the holidays, boost your footwear game and do yourself a favor. Hop over to adidas.com and click on the golf selection. The golf section could be a gift for, oh, get a gift for someone else, y'all. But Adidas makes sure that you can't go wrong. And that's pretty true. Like, I can't find a pair of Adidas shoes that I don't like. Right now, I'm digging the Ryder Cup Special Editions, which. Obviously, you can't get. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean that to come out in a douchey way. It's just true. Um, but that style, I actually can't think of the name of the style. I think it's the Tour 360. I love that shoe. It's the most comfortable shoe ever. I'll wear it by the beach. Um, anyway, uh, there's the new Addy Power Forged. Ooh, that's a slick shoe, actually. I did get a peek at that. That's on the website right now. Uh, Addy Power Forged, and of course my favorites, oh, Joel knows my favorites when he writes this, the Tour 360 and the Tour 360 Knit. Tour 360, obviously you're getting the waterproof full leather upper. Tour 360 Knit, a little more breathable, a little more uh, fresh for the hipsters out there. But they both have all of that, uh, you know, super grippy, sticky spikes, uh, you know, soft spikes, soft spikes. Uh, don't forget the Addy Cross and Addy Pure. I love the Addy Pure. That is the Justin Rose style. That is the Addy Pure basically you can wear anywhere. You can wear it to a tea time or a date, and I promise you're going to get good looks. Uh, I hear there's also something new coming early next year, which I'm stoked about. I did hear that. I actually saw that, so watch out, folks. Get ready for that. So go to Adidas uh, or follow Adidas Golf for all the latest news and info at Adidas Golf, A-D-I-D-A-S-G-O-L-F. Yeah, check it out. Get that. Get boosted for the holidays, y'all. Um, later. All right, uh, I got a. Someone actually came up with a question here uh, that's pretty good, and it kind of echoes a lot of uh, people's questions. After the final episode of Adventures in Golf of season three, it was the Miura episode where we traveled to Ishikawa, Japan. Ishikawa literally means middle of nowhere. Um, that's not true. But, um, but anyway, you know, in the episode, Mr. Mura offers to make me a club and a lot of people are wondering why I'm not playing Mura's or what, or what's the story with it. Here's a question from Bert or Brett. Um, uh, the new episode of AIG is awesome. I wish you answered this. So I'm going to ask, is there a reason you didn't switch to a bag of Mura's loyalty to the JPX, uh, Mizuno he's referring to, which I used to play or a factor of cost and what you could actually do there. Um, yeah, it's a great question. And basically what happened was, is, um, I mean, I was honored. Mr. Mira offered to grind me a wedge and, you know, uh, he said, what do you want? And, you know, obviously in translation back and forth. And, and I was like, I don't know. Right. I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know the best wedge for me, dude. Like I'm not that good. You know, I don't, I know bounce. I know what it means. I know, um, you know, trailing edge, leading edge, trail, trail, uh, trail relief. Um, you know, like, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know a little bit, but not enough to tell him exactly what I wanted. Um, and, and so then, you know, we were spending, we spent three days together and that was like on day one. And then, uh, on day two, I found we were, I don't know if you saw the, the tiger stinger, the Titleist um, stinger up there in the, uh, in the uh, conference room that was behind a glass walled case. And I was looking at that. And then I found this other sick 
logoed set of Muras that look kind of like uh that look like sorry, I'm having like a like about to sneeze, but I'm not gonna sneeze. Um it had this like like really sick version of the Mira logo where like on the bottom it was all like tethered, kind of like a fifties like car logo kind of, you know? Um really like um rockabilly kind of, but it says Mira. And I said to my guy Bill, who was the main contact there, he's from uh, Vancouver and he does a lot of their marketing or whatever and, and he was really instrumental in making this episode happen and explaining just all the the processes that um Mirasan had created to make the club so special. And I said, Bill, I'd like those. Like like I would like that look. And um he goes, All right, I'll ask. And I watched him go ask and Mira just shook his head. <laughs> so what I wanted, he uh was not available. I don't know if it was lost in translation thing. I actually wanted those particular clubs or what, but, um, but that's part of the story. The other part of the story is that, um, I had, I've actually had a set of mirrors before, and this is why I got into the story. Um, my ex-wife in her infinite generosity offered to buy me, you know, whatever clubs I wanted. And so I asked my friend, uh, Joey, who was my golf guru for a long period of time in the beginning of my golf career. I said, what are the best clubs? He said, go get Miras, go get Miras. So I went up to go see my buddy Carson Jones up uh, near Half Moon Bay. He was the closest uh, authorized Mira dealer. This is before UGP. Um, you know, to my knowledge, it was even before TruSpec. M- maybe not. There wasn't a TruSpec in the area. And so so I went up there and I got CB57s, which were the same clubs Jack Nicholas played. And I had those for a while. And basically, I, I think... I think it was multiple reasons, but I switched to Mizuno's. One is I wanted something a little bit more forgiving. Um, I wanted a little more yardage. I wanted something a little sweeter. Uh, I wanted something a little softer, actually. The Muras are pretty hard metal. Right? They get that third strike, as you saw in the episode, and it's a pretty hard club. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it was the shaft combo. I, pl- I was playing fucking tour concepts that were like 130 grams. So I went down to C Taper Lights with the JPX. 900s and I was already hitting the ball further and you know it was, it was more forgiving and uh basically basically that was the story right and then you know so so you know and and then and then Bill was really nice even and when we got back from Japan Bill reached out and was like look we'd like you to play all Miras we'd like to send you all the clubs and I was like great and I mean not to call Bill out or anything like that but they just I never came you know I I told them what I wanted and they just I don't I don't have them. That said, even if I did have them, I don't know if I would play them. Um, I went to get, after my clubs got stolen in September, I went to TruSpec because Ashley hooked it up. And, um, you know, I went there and just got this brand agnostic club fitting. And I did end up with Mira wedges, uh, but I ended up with Ping I-500 irons, which I don't even know if I love those. Like, like they're pretty dang straight, but I hate the way they sound. I don't like the way they feel. Um, they're just very, they're clicky. You know what I mean? Like I like a soft, like flat, you know, as Azinger would say, I like it to sound like a bag of nickels. Um, so, you know, I'm in a bit of a free, free fall here, um, with the club selection, but you know, I mean, that's just what it is. Like, I, I, so that's the mirror story. Like, like I was, I, I had them and then, you know, I switched maybe part of me switching away from the mirrors when I had the full set of 57s was I just wanted something that was mine. I wanted to pay for it. I wanted to own them. I, I didn't, I, you know, I mean, you know, I'll know what breakups are like. Like you, you know, you gotta, you gotta free it up. If there's something that's reminding you of that, you know, 
painful period of your life, you gotta you gotta delete it. But I still have the fifty sevens um, there. I, I played them uh, in the interim when my clubs were stolen. And I was waiting to get refit. But uh, but yeah, that's that story. Um, I uh, I'm looking for. I had some other great questions for the pod. Hang on. This is a uh, a letter from Ramscore six. This is, it's not a question, it's just, it just got me pumped. Hey Eric, I wanted to congratulate on everything you're doing to grow the game and inspire people to be better human beings throughout the beautiful game of golf. I started listening to your podcast around July and I've been binge listening to it ever since. I hope to be caught up next week, finally. <laughs> also, I know we've been making a lot. Don't worry, we're going to go back down to one a, one a week um, on the anniversary, um, just to kind of spread it out. I want to make better pods, you know, I don't want to make more. I think we've done a good job of getting up, learning a lot, but you know, I think we're going to dial it back down to one. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe you guys will tell me I'm wrong, um, but uh, you know, maybe more is better. Uh, also, I want to let you know that I'm trying to start organizing random golf meets in one of the few 18-hole public golf courses here in Bogota, Colombia. Hopefully, it works out. I wanted to thank you because I got this idea from you. I hope uh, keep up the good work, and hopefully, one day I get a chance to play with you. That is so cool, man. That that is just the jam right there. Like. That is really inspiring to me, like the idea that uh, the idea that we can all move out there and just, you know, do do it, like do it all together and just be inviting. Um, OK, we've got another question. Mark Witt, 328. Hey, man, I'm watching the uh, Arctic episode in season three and I'm 100 percent going rad going to Iceland. Can you give me an info? Where is it at? Is it playable or is there a huge weight? I'm so jealous of every time you I watch AIG. It blows my mind that you finally get to play these courses. I just got to golf three years ago, junior year of college. But I care less about my scores and more about the adventures. If you give me any some recommendations of your favorites ever for my bucket list, I'd really appreciate it. If there's anyone who knows the best courses, definitely you. I mean, the truth is, dog, Iceland, I mean, you can't really go wrong. And and the truth is, I only played like five courses. So hit those. You know, hit Ness, hit Brauterholt, hit Seaglow, hit uh, Keflavik. Um, you know, the, those are the, I think maybe I only played four courses. Oh no. And then I played, um, Akureyri golf club. Akureyri is not for me, the main one for me. You know, the thing about Iceland is that they have different regulations so they can put a, a hole on the fucking water. Like they can put it on a rock ledge. Um, you know, there's just different regulations there. So play the wild ones, play Broucherholt. Definitely play Ness. Ness is the little niner. And the truth is guys, oh my God, speaking of Iceland. You know, we have a little joke amongst the crew, um, Colton, Stuart, and David and I. You've all seen The Adventures in Golf from Iceland, I'm assuming. But what you haven't seen is the Iceland vlogs, okay? So what's really crazy about this is it's like it's almost like a myth at this point because basically, you know, we, we, we picked up some vlog cams uh, before we went on this last trip, uh, the last Adventures in Golf trip, Um and we Colt came along and we just filmed in Iceland as a vlog. Like I had never really done a vlog. Like I had done, you know, uh, patient and dedicated documentary filmmaking where, you know, we would mic up and we would know the scene and I would go in and we would do an interview and then we would wrap around and get wides and get me asking questions. And, you know, I mean, it's reality, like it's real, but we're also filmmaking. Like we are making the film like with it, with a, with a subjective perspective. So to boost out and like just bring a vlog cam and just like let it ride and just talk to it and look in the lens and hold it with my own hand and just go through it. In a way it was like the more extreme adventures in golf. And so we just did this all through Iceland without even thinking about it. Like I just kind of didn't really care. And if you go back on my Instagram, you'll see uh, from around the time of the masters, there's a, there's this little hype reel 
that was made from just like my live story and some photos and videos of Augusta and around the time that I realized I had won the lottery to play. And, you know, unbeknownst to me, the the legend Thomas Wrighton, based in uh, Pasadena, editor extraordinaire, uh, took that footage and basically edited it into a sick little one-minute hype video that I posted on my Instagram. Now, he... He made that and I didn't know anything about it. Like, I mean, he he posted it on his own thing and maybe tagged me in it. And I was like, that's cool. And then I tweeted at him and I was like, yo, send me that video. I want to post it. And so I did. And then I don't remember really how we got in touch. But then as, as I came back to L.A., I was like, dude, I would love to work with you on some stuff. I don't know. I'm not really. At the time, I wasn't making my own content. I was just giving footage from AIG to Scratch and they edit it. And I give Bob like copious notes on audio recording from the location on my perspective. And, and, and I think that's why the Mira episode is so good is because I really gave Bob a lot, a lot of notes. And I, and I tried to really sit into the authorly role, you know, because in, in the first couple episodes, the first couple seasons, like I would kind of hand off the footage and, and, you know, be totally honest on sometimes I was pretty dissatisfied with the way that the edit was crafted. It's not to say Bob did a bad job. Bob's an amazing editor. I think I didn't do a really good job of supplying Bob with the you know ammunition that he needed to really prove his point and to make the episode sing. So season three, I think in some ways it's obviously better visually. It's better like other craft elements and the stories are really good. But I think one way that they're so good is that we really spent time really, really thinking through the narrative of all the edits. I mean, you know, I think you know, each each season of AIG, I've worked with a different um, you know uh, cast of uh, of staff at Scratch. You know, the first season was Stefan and um, <laughs> Stefan was there. So many different people. Second season, it was, um, I can't remember his name, but he looked like Garth from Wayne's World. Um, you know, and I worked with him as a story producer. And then on the third season, I was working with Evan and Matt. And, you know, neither of them are there anymore. Uh, are, bless their souls. Uh, moved on to bigger and better things. But, you know, I mean, it's it's always been a collaboration, right? And so what I really tried to do was supply my collaborators with as much ammunition as possible for season three. Anyway, we bring the vlog cameras to Iceland. And what was really interesting is we went and shot the Iceland episode, but in addition, we just shot all of this like vlog content and I didn't really know anything about it. And I came back and I had all this footage and I was like, this could be kind of good. Like we played golf in the middle of the night. Like we went in the hot tub. We, we had that real adventure, right? It, it, it happened in a real, real, real way, but it's not the content for adventures in golf because that's much more, uh, you know, um, organized. And I mean, we only have a 13 minute edit maximum. Like, like I got, I talked them into a 19 minute edit for Nullerbird, but the truth is I want 22 minutes for each episode. Like it's all there. That's it. And, and hopefully for season four, I can talk them into, um, giving us the more, the, the, the longer form platform. I, I don't see why not. I mean, YouTube, it really, the algorithm does favor longer episodes. And I've seen that in my short experience now with my own channel. Um, not only, it's not, it's not just about the fucking trying to blow the dick of the algorithm. It's just like, you know, you just want to make what people want. And I mean, if I can see that percentage wise, you're watching more of a longer episode, then why would I not do more of that? Um, you know, I mean, it's actually harder to make a shorter episode. Anyway, we come back from Iceland uh, after going through Scotland, Isle of Man. Isle of Man, I mean, that's the whole thing with the golf show. Like, that was an experiment, too. And by the way, what we shot in Mexico was large, large, it was a small part of the USGA. We, we shot, we made a film for the USGA that is going to be uh, featured at the, uh, they're having like a summit in Tokyo. And your little man over here with the curls is going to go down to Tokyo and introduce this symposium, I guess, on the future of golf and urban golf and I'm just blown away. It's going to be nuts. 
but um, but we they ask us to make a video as well on urban access to golf courses, and that's why we were in New York going to Mashaloo and Skyway, and we're going to go over to Goat Hill. We were down in Mexico City looking at those spots, alternative golf courses that Augustine Pisa has made. I mean, just so much cool shit. But in addition in Mexico, we, we made uh, the golf show Mexico, which is kind of like the golf show Isle of Man, but we're going to take it a step further. We're going to do multiple episodes, like I said. We're going to draw it out. We're going to really tell that story in a real way because it's all there. And that's the cool thing is like we just show up and it's like a Ouija board. It's the random. You know, I mean, we just show up and like we have some ideas of what to shoot, but ultimately the story just kind of writes itself. And the characters that we are lucky enough to get ourselves in front of, like El Tucan, Matt Kuchar's caddy for the Mayakoba Classic, uh, you know, uh, Logan Spurlock, the superintendent uh, at Mayakoba who came from Sherwood, who has the same dog that Greg T. Nelson has, their relatives, um, you know, it's just so wild. We had a little random golf club down at Hacienda in Mexico City. Ten people showed up. We just played golf around like six holes or something. Just ace cammed it, you know. But anyway, the Iceland vlogs. I keep getting distracted. So we come back with this hard drive of footage from Iceland that's a vlog. Like, I didn't have any idea how it was going to be cut together. I, I didn't I didn't care. I didn't even really think about getting it cut together. So we come back, and I basically called Thomas. And I, I can't remember when. Maybe we met the first time right around this time. And I was like, look, man. I know you have a day job. You got to, you know, you edit for a huge company. You, you're really talented, but I have this footage here. Can can you edit it into something? I, I think there's enough for a couple episodes of a vlog like thing. And you know, I'm busy. He's busy. Time goes by. I think a month goes by, and then I see a little we transfer email in my inbox, and it's from Thomas Wrighton, and it says Iceland, episode one. I opened it, and I. I, I, smi- I couldn't stop smiling. I, I immediately watched the entire thing. I watched it over again and over again and over again. And it was basically just a diary entry of me, Stu, Colt, and David just like running around Iceland, just bugging out. It was the behind the scenes of Adventures in Golf, but it had no part of Adventures in Golf. It was the adventure in golf. It wasn't Adventures in Golf. So I was thrilled. And so then I called Thomas. We, we made three episodes. There's a fourth one, I think, that could be edited, but we just haven't done it yet mainly because I didn't want to steal any thunder from the wonderful Adventures in Golf episode that we shot for my, you know, employer, uh, Scratch. But the joke amongst the crew is when we're when we're hanging around and having fun, we just sort of joke around because we've all seen it like hundreds of times, the Iceland vlogs. So the joke is, right, like no one's seen the Iceland vlogs. No one's seen the Iceland vlogs. In fact, though, they were on my Vimeo and they were, uh, I forgot to lock them. And someone messaged me and said, yo, I love that video from Iceland. And I was like, what? Oh my God. And I went and I had to lock it up again. But... You know, the uh, the Iceland vlog. Someone dug deep and they got in there. And by the way, if you're listening and that's you, fucking awesome. Like, that is really cool. But, yeah, no one's seen the Iceland vlogs. I don't know when they're going to come out, but they will. And, you know, that's cool. So, um, you know, I don't even know why we started talking about that. But um, uh, I think it was because I was reading this little letter. Oh, yeah, this guy's going to Iceland. Mark Witt wants to know about the courses. Well, I hope I answered that question. Um yeah, man. Well, that's about it for me. I'm like super pumped on 2019. Super pumped on all of it. Uh, I um, yeah, I'm looking through my notes. I, I don't see any more here. But um, anyway, I, I'm just so thrilled with what's about to happen. Who knows, right? We've got a lot of interesting opportunities ahead of us. Um, and hopefully, we just keep the pedal to the metal uh, and just find a way to keep making this great, um, this great stuff for y'all. Um, and, um, yeah, that's it. I'm going to go, I'm going to spend time with my fam. I'm going to lay back. I'm going to relax. Um, I hope you all have a great holiday. I hope the, I hope that you find some time to, you know, either play golf or talk about golf or connect with the, whoever you got 
running around you. Um, and, um, you know, I think that's it. Happy holidays, everybody. And, uh, oh, I didn't really talk about Mexico. I'm sorry. Um, shit. I don't really have time. I'll talk about, I'll talk about Mexico on the next one. You, you, you guys are gonna, you got, you know, you're gonna love it. We went all over. Mexico's amazing. It's, it's hard for me to even talk about because it's just so big, like in my head right now. It's like a huge shit stain in a good way. <laughs> That was not a good analogy. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, but anyway, Mexico, Mexico's not. A, it's a mole stain. All right, relax. Um, Mexico's great. I mean, it, I will say this. The, the Mexico was so good that half of us got sick. Uh, Colt ended up with food poisoning, um, basically, basically MIA for the New York portion of the trip. Poor guy. Um, definitely, definitely was scared for a minute, but we took care of him, got him some Pedialyte. Uh, the crew all chips in, you know, we, 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 uh, we're band of brother. We were in Bastogne basically. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, we, we had a medic on site. I went to the pharmacy for my guy and then David got a pretty nasty cold and he was pretty much, uh, on a diet of Dayquil sandwiches and, uh, NyQuil nightcaps. But, uh, but we finished strong. I mean, you know, it was kind of one of these things where when the trip comes to an end, you kind of, sometimes you just fizzle out, you know, you're just so tired. You know, and that's the interesting thing about the golf show is for adventures in golf, like I know my um, my uh, my quota, right? I know I know what I need to get an adventure in golf, but the golf show, it's infinite. Like I can just go shoot another episode. You know what I mean? We can just go make more. We can we can tell another story from that location. And that was the idea is to is to make is to see how much we could make from one location. And obviously Mexico is a country. It's not one location. But, you know, even within the regions that we went to between uh, Merida, which is, you know, in the Yucatan. And then we drove down to Tulum. We had dinner at Hartwood. We filmed that. That was pretty chill. Um, Hartwood's, a, if you don't know, it's a restaurant that makes all the food ba- based on fire. There's basically no electricity. And, um, you know, the place smells like a campfire and it's just filled with hipsters. But and I enjoyed it. You know, I, I wanted to hate it, but I fucking loved it. It was delicious. It was some of the best steak I've ever had in my life. Uh, literally. And I could say that hands down, no problem. And, and I have a hard time saying stuff like that. But it was the best steak I've ever had in my life. Um, and, um, you know, met some random people. I, this girl was kind of just got off the flight from LA randomly and she had dinner with us and that was really fun and talked about golf and food and that was nice. And then, um, you know, and then went up to, uh, Cancun, played Mayacoba, uh, played Bahia, uh, Bahia Mar. Um, and, uh, you know, learned all about these cenotes, these like, uh, you know, the, the, the cave bunker at Mayacoba is a cenote, which means sinkhole, but it's not really a sinkhole. It's basically just an area where these underground rivers um, eroded into small little quarries, right? And and some of them have a spiritual context, which we followed up on. And we actually went specifically to Chichen Itza to film more about this spiritual context. Because some of these cenotes basically would be the place where the loser or the winner of the game would go to sacrifice themselves after the game of Juego de Pelota, which is like a, it's like a version of soccer, but, but you don't use your feet. I think you use your hips or something. It's a complicated game. But, um, and then we went to Chichen Itza and fucking almost got arrested because we were filming without permission. But you know how we roll? We, 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 uh, we took the card and put it in the pocket, showed them some other footage that wasn't, wasn't necessary for the show and made it out of there alive. And then, uh, and then we headed up to Mexico city, which was, you know, a thing I'd been looking to for a very long time. And the truth is, I mean, if if Mexico city was a, um, 
was an entree. Like all, all we really got was like a napkin on the lap. Like we, we didn't get much, you know, and, and it's not a bad thing. It's just so big. Like, and, and we were just jamming. We did, we did uh, golf club de Mexico. Wonderful, wonderful property, really exclusive. Uh, obviously kind of broke my heart a little bit, but um, you know, wonderful opportunity and pleasure to be able to play and film there. Uh, lost the drone high up in a tree. They, they retrieved it for us, which was incredible. And then headed over to Hacienda uh, Golf Club, which is, you know, Robert Trent Jones' uh, collaboration down there with a, another guy whose name I can't remember. But, um, but, played, but played the random golf club down there. Um, you know, went up to uh, Copal, which is like one of the only public courses uh, in, the, in the country. Nine-hole course up in the mountains. Kind of reminds me of Roosevelt in L.A. And, um, yeah, I mean, just, just, just had a blast. Just, just every moment. And, you know, like... You know, we, we kind of we kind of came in limping. It was a long trip. And then in New York, we did Skyway, which is this really wonderful public works built on a landfill, sort of uh, sustainably made, functioning well, uh, serves the community and also serves the, the, the Manhattanites that come out, Jersey City. You know, we met, we, we interviewed a Jersey City toll booth worker, a fireman, and, um, you know, all these other great people. And then, you know, these Manhattanites come out because it's quick. It's 20 minutes. You play a little round of golf. Nine holes is great. And then we went up to Marshalloo and played there with uh, Ed Brockman, the executive director of the First Tee, talked about all these USGA issues that are in that film. And um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then went down to East Harlem, 106 in uh, Madison, played golf there, uh, the middle makeshift driving range on the, um, on the track in, inside the uh, high school property there where they use these kind of like flight, flight restrictive balls it's such a cool week and a half uh, two weeks um so anyway that's the quick wrap up but uh i'm excited to fill that out for you as time goes on and, and really you got a you got a couple great podcasts from mexico you got a couple um a couple great uh episodes coming at you so I'm, I'm really excited to feather that out and fill that in and you know to continue that process of making that stuff so uh all right everybody have a great holiday again um melikaliki maka a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you and uh, you know hit it straight or don't have a good one <laughs>